Welcome to Small Business Marketing, Then, and Now. A conversation with small business owners on how they marketed the launch of their business, the evolution since then and how they have pivoted during this COVID-19 period. Brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. More leads, more sales, and more revenue for your small or medium-sized business. Click FindNewRevenue.com to learn more. Now here's your host, Howard Walpoff. This is yet another conversation about marketing and how you launch a new business and the, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly about your experience in doing so. Today we have Brian McGran from Boilerplate, and he has really come up with a, a very uh, great concept for businesses to fine-tune their process of getting documents back and forth from people and finding different ways to track the process. So Brian, welcome to uh, our conversation today. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is great. Uh, so yours is a fairly new business. How did you get the concept of starting it and uh, what was the process of doing so? So the, the idea came from, I, used to, I spent a lot of time working for FEMA doing disaster relief. I was on the Gulf Coast after Katrina. I was in New York after Sandy. And most of what we were doing were loans and you know, claim processing for local governments. Um, which, as you can imagine, is all paperwork. Um, and working for the federal government, it meant three times the paperwork from a from a normal business. Um, so I was, you know, I spent time in the trenches as an analyst, just going out and you know, emailing people for files. There was always something you were missing. Um, and then I ended up running like a processing center where I had you know a bunch of analysts working for me. And I'm always getting message, you know, where does this stand? Where does that stand? And I'm like all right, let me go dig into the shared folder and see what we're still missing from these people. Um, so it kind of, you know, put this bug in my ear. There, there needs to be a better way to do this. Um, you know, it's something that, you know, the internet seems like it should have fixed 20 years ago and there, there still really wasn't a good solution for it. Um, so I went out and I started talking to, you know, potential customers and HR and sales and finance and, and law and, you know, their pain point was just being able to track all the documentation, you know, being able to quickly collect stuff, um, be able to track it, save the files somewhere where they know it's going to be there. And all at the same time doing this securely, because so many of the files that people move around and it's like, oh, hey, can you email me this? And it's like, well, it's got my social security number. It's got my banking information. You know, if you're reckless with your email password later, there goes my identity. Um, you know, I think we, we've all seen that of, you'd be, you'd be surprised of, you know, even searching your own inbox of, of what's in there. Um, you know, whether it's social security numbers or even the concept of just searching for, you know, PDF and seeing all the things we're going, yeah, this is a lot of stuff piling up and I really don't feel like organizing it and tracking it. <laughs> Those inboxes can be a Petri dish at times. Oh, absolutely. A Petri dish. And then you get people that just do, you know, they declare inbox zero and just delete everything. And they say, well, if, if there's something important, they'll send it back to me, which doesn't always work know. that way. No, I, I have an accounting background and I'm always hesitant to get rid of anything in case there's a, you know, a question later. Um, and that's part of where we, we built the software too, is for people in compliance driven roles where, Several years down the road, you can be asked for a document, whether it's related to a transaction, whether there's a legal issue, whether there's an HR issue, and being confident that the document's still there, that it's not in somebody's inbox that, you know, left the company three years ago, died two years ago, and it's like, 
they're not returning my phone calls. I don't know why, you know, the dead guy's not responding. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it, it'll be a long day uh, for, for get a response like that. <laughs> but uh, so talk me through the launch itself. So you, you, you pretty much start out in, in January of, of this year, correct? Yeah. So we, we launched our product. We had like an, a beta version um, with basic functionality. I was out in San Francisco. I spent two weeks out there just talking to friends that run small businesses, um, showing them what we're doing. Um, got some interest from a friend who was launching a service uh, called SortJoy. There's actually like professional organizers that would come into your, your home or your business and basically organize everything for you. Um, so she started using us to um, onboard contractors that were working for her, background check information, payment information, um, as well as like photo releases. She goes, you know, I want to be able to show you an action and put it on our website and I want to make sure I have that release signed. Um, so that was our first customer. Uh, a couple weeks later, we started a paid trial with the YMCA out of their pilot branch in Dallas. Uh, they were going to be using us to onboard personal trainers, collecting documentation uh, from their training clients, things that they needed to do over and over again. And we're like, great, we're moving. We got you know this bigger customer, small trial, but chance to, to expand. Uh, and then a week later, COVID hit. And I mean, COVID was happening, but you know, gyms were not operating. Um, no, no shock there based on everything. So we kind of had to, to pivot a little bit in terms of who we were targeting, how we were targeting them. Um, and to do that, I, I started just on a whim, just signed up for a couple of these like free networking sessions and was able to find that like, you know, you go to a half hour session, you go to a 45 minute session, an hour session. You, you could find, you know, a couple, usually find a couple people that were interested in learning more about your product, uh, which was really nice. Um, and you could literally with some of the sessions, you, everybody would get, you know, a two minute little pitch. I mean, I'll, I'll literally screen share during my pitch time and say, hey, let me actually show you my, my software real quick. You know, and I can do it. I got really good at doing, you know, a one minute demo of the product uh, to show people what it could do. Um, and then that was a way to, to garner some interest, garner some referrals, all those types of things. Yeah, virtual networking really has changed the world of networking. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens when, when life gets back to whatever normal is and how that plays out. I know personally, I never want to go to another hotel or bar and have that 50, 70 group person group to, to figure out through the group who you want to network with. The, again, you, you're able to pinpoint and find people and, uh, and talk to the right people in these, in these types of settings. A absolutely. And you usually everybody, you know, signs into the event and they put in the chat who they are and what they're doing in their contact. And I'm, I don't, I'm not one that, that reaches out to everybody, but I, th there's always like certain professions of, Oh, this is a financial advisor. This person's doing rental properties, you know, in insurance brokers, people where it jumps out at you that there's you know, a lot of paperwork involved. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you add them on LinkedIn, you send a little note of, hey, nice meeting you. Seems like there's some overlap. How about a quick one-on-one? Um, you know. Exactly. And uh, so looking back at the, the launch again, did you do anything with social media? Did you do any type of, uh, of reaching out within, I guess, the d different types of communities that would have a, uh, a paperwork uh, uh, co coordinating need 
We didn't with the initial launch. Um, our objective was kind of this, you know, get, get to 10 customers that love us and really find that niche of, you know, make sure the product meets all their needs. You know, we, we kind of saw the idea of you know, a product that does 70% of what someone needs. There's probably a better product out there um, that, that fits all of it. They just haven't found it. So we're really trying to, you know, just, just go through word of mouth of people that would be comfortable if there was an issue with something could come right to me, could text me. I'll give you my, my phone number, text me, call me. We'll get this fixed for you. Um, now we've just started to do, you know, the targeted outreach to different groups, um, having, having worked through and made a lot of improvements based on that initial customer feedback of, you know, this is, this is, this would really be useful or, Ooh, this is really annoying. Let's fix it. You know, one thing being like a download all feature. I just want to be able to download all my files at once rather than having to do it individually. We said, okay, we'll add that function for you. Or, you know, I want to be able to share an intake link rather than assigning something to a specific person. What if I need everyone in my organization to submit an emergency contact form? Can I just create a link and then anybody that clicks that link that I share in an email, you know, with, you know, mail merge, anybody that clicks the link will be prompted to submit an emergency contact form. So things like that, that we've been adding in that really add a lot of value uh, before we really started doing that targeted outreach. So, which is very helpful that you had the, I guess, the right type of initial customers that were, uh, were enjoying or, or definitely, uh, uh, helping to, to facilitate those, uh, those little, uh, issues and, and give that feedback so they, they can see the, the growth in, 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 in their helping. Uh, absolutely. And it's, and it's really great when we're able to connect with, you know, the innovators and the early adapters on, you know, your technology adaption curve. You know, the, there's a great book called crossing the chasm um, by, you know, and it's about who, who's going to adapt to a different technology. You know, and the innovators are the people that want something right off the bat. They want to be first to have it. The early adopters are seeing it as, you know, this is a way that I can get an advantage in my business. I can do it more efficiently you know, than my competitor. Well, that's an advantage. So for an example was the, the commercial insurance broker in Los Angeles who said, you know, my assistant spends half of her time collecting documentation from clients. If I can cut it down from an hour for every client to, 10 minutes for every client using your software, that's an extra 50 minutes that she can use to help do business development. You know, and that, that's, that's a no brainer there from, yeah, let's, let's spend this money and double the amount of revenue that I can bring in. It's, it has to be rewarding to be able to see these businesses really, I guess you had a concept, you built the concept, they get the concept, they appreciate the concept, and it really is helping and working for their business. So you, you, you I guess, created the better mousetrap for, uh, for th these, uh, th these needs. Definitely. And we, we know it's, it's not a sexy business at all. You know, we're, we're not putting things in space. We're not doing self-driving cars, anything like that. But we're solving a, a very fundamental problem um, that's common in a lot of businesses. And it's, it's one of those things I think everyone universally dislikes, you know, sitting in traffic, alarm clocks, and collecting documentation from the highest levels of the organization to the, the lowest levels of the organization. It's not something that, that most anybody enjoys. 
So it definitely brings us happiness of going, wow, this makes my life easier. Going, objective achieved. And a lot of businesses do need to figure out how to make their lives easier. Taking COVID aside, just that process of making sure that someone is following through and that you have every piece you need and you didn't forget to give them something or the deals on the, on the uh, is, is at the last second you realize this major document never got completed because they never received it in the first place. Um, this really takes away those, I guess, hidden headaches that, that could come up. Yeah. And, and it was one of those, you know, you'd always hear about it in Silicon Valley of somebody was going to, you know, go public and, you know, start off lots of success. And they're like, oh, we just realized that we don't have an intellectual property assignment from one of the top engineers. And they go, oh, well, you're going public next week. This could be important that you have this. Pay me this amount to sign it over. Um, you know, and that can become a very expensive you know, problem for people. Of, of not having, or you go to close a real estate deal and you're still missing a piece. Um, you go to, you know, bring on a tenant. You don't have something. I mean, there's plenty of opportunities for things that are kind of miss one little thing and can really have a big, a big impact. Uh, I know from my experience last night, I, uh, I did my taxes. For whatever reason, I chose not to send it on April 15th. Now okay. it's July 15th. Everything <laughs> was done. I did a quick review. I hit send. They said, oh, wait, we have a couple of questions. So I spent the next right. time to go find one of my forms to fill in a, uh, I filled in some, a, 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 it wasn't even a number. I don't know what they, they, they had me fill out a code from one, one of the uh, a 1099 I had, but here was the last minute. I think I was hitting send and 20 minutes later, I'm still at the, the computer trying to get the taxes in before the, uh, the midnight deadline. Or the deadline. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's always the, the thing with small businesses is you're going, yep, I'm, you know, yes, you can hire someone to put the taxes together, but you still have to have, you know, all the documentation straight. Cause at the end of the day, you're on the line, you know, you're on the hook. Um, if something goes wrong, um, it was also interesting what you were talking about, you know, COVID hitting. Um, and what we kind of saw is, is kind of like the buying cycle shifted, right? So people turned into, you know, for software, at least going, okay, we're just going to use whatever is available right now because we don't know how long we're going to need it or what's going to happen. Um, and now we've started to see, you know, people have caught, the, you know, calm down a little bit. They're like, okay, this is going to be a longer term trend that we're going to be working remotely, that we're going to, we're not going to be in the same office. You know, a lot of the people are not. Um, so they're kind of starting to say, okay, well, how can I make purchases of implementing systems and software that's going to make, you know, the new normal easier. Um, so we're starting to see a lot of that of people that have, like I said, regrouped and said, okay, now we need to look at our processes. We, we did a, a makeshift, you know, duct tape and bubble gum process in the initial COVID phases. Mm -hmm. And now it's, okay, let's look for, look for a better way to do this. I think calming is is a good word there's some people that reality has hit them very hard but at least they're not as in the same type of panic levels as they were in uh in march and april but uh everyone has what their reality is at the moments and you can make some better decisions because of that so with that said what kind of marketing strategies are you starting to implement to move forward and get in front of some of these companies that are have a sense of where they're at and where they're going and what their needs are. 
Um, so, you know, on a very basic level, it's, you know, direct outreach to people that we've, we've talked to that I've crossed paths with before, you know, the product was launched. Um, we kind of knew what their general needs were. So we're doing some of that directly. We're doing a lot of networking. We're starting social campaigns up. And then a lot of, you know, what this is of, of talking to podcasts that we know have, you know, intelligent users that are hustlers that are, you know, driven, ambitious people that really, you know, are, are out doing stuff and want to run their businesses more efficiently. Um, so we're doing a lot of that. We haven't shifted into paid um, marketing campaigns yet. Um, it may be something that we do in the future. Um, but for right now, we're still riding that wave of, you know, meeting people at networking events, referrals. And we're also starting to get channel partners where people that, you know, a woman in Los Angeles um, who's starting a HR consulting firm. And I met her because she's also a financial advisor. And she said, well, I'm starting this HR consulting firm on the side. Your software is perfect for onboarding and offboarding employees. And so now she's, you know, a channel partner for us. We gave her an account. And then she's referring us to her clients as something she can put into her toolkit to make their lives easier. She looks better as a consultant, you know, and then we're able to help more customers. It's amazing the things that can happen with networking if you know how to do it and if you nurture your network, that those relationships can really be the gift that keeps on giving. Um, it could be the random person that you had just a really nice conversation and they come back to you two months later and say, I have 10 clients, I have 10 opportunities here. And then some it just it kind of drips that there's a, here and there a, uh, uh, an opportunity because they know the, everyone has their, I guess, their wheelhouse of go-to applications because you, you want to figure out what's best for your clients. And it's a, it's, it's, this is the best place to find them. You know, they're not going to fall out of the tree. Yeah. I mean, you always have that hope, you know, if you build it, they will come. But what you really realize is you do need to be, a lot of it's people, it's talking to people and networking. Um, and then also the idea that, you know, it may not be an immediate need. It's some of it's a lot of this is just, Hey, let's, let's chat for 15 minutes. One-on-one. -on -one. I'll show you what I'm working on. Let me tell me about what you're doing. And usually there's some overlap. Usually there's some connections and I'm always surprised you get people that, I always say the same thing about wedding invitations where you get invited to some weddings and you're like, I would not have expected to have been invited to your wedding, but like, this is awesome. I'm glad I'm here. And then you have a few where you're like, Oh, I kind of thought I would have been invited, but I wasn't, you know, Oh, well, that's okay. Um, you know, the same thing kind of works with networking too. You meet some people that are you know, hot. Oh, this is great. I want to do this everywhere. And then they just disappear. Mm -hmm. And then you have others that kind of like, oh, I wouldn't have thought we really, you know, made that strong of a connection, but, but we did, and this is great. And we're still talking and checking in and you know, you, you, bump, you bump into people at some of these events, like old friends, You're like, Oh, I remember you. Like, you know, exactly. did a one-on-one -on -one three months ago. And it's, 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 again, it's interesting then and now with how networking events have always been and what the experience has been over the last three, four months. And uh, it, it's will, uh, one-on-ones now are much easier because you don't, you're not driving anywhere. You know, yeah. uh, it's uh, if, uh, if you feel that it's going great, it can go on for a long time. If you feel it's not going great, you're not stuck in that conversation in a cafe. You're really, yeah. you're, it's an easy exit. If, if that's yeah. the process with, 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 uh, with, with no feelings hurt. And uh, it's, it, because it's, you're, 
you can use your time a lot more of your time now yes because of taking that travel out of the mix well i've also heard talking to people that are like financial advisors life insurance brokers to go people actually have time to talk to me now because that time that they were spending commuting to work or driving their kids to soccer or whatever it is, they've now got it back. And they, they may or may not be sick of talking to the same three other people that are in their house for the last six months. Um, I think a lot of people also fine tune what their message has been. Because uh, using those examples, I, I would always joke that I'd go to a chamber of commerce event and a financial planner would be in my left and an insurance salesperson would be in my right. and be the same yeah. conversation with, with them each time. And yeah. after a while, if you don't have connections for them or you don't have the need for them, it yeah. doesn't make for a pleasant experience. Now yeah. they can fine tune what they're saying and don't feel as much on, uh, on with the spotlight on them. And they may finally have the right message that people want to, want to uh, communicate with them. Yeah. And it's, and it's nice. Cause you can, you know, you can AB test messaging. Mm-hmm. You can say, well, do I, do I do a a demo? Do I do a, you know, just kind of me talking, you know, do I do a hybrid, you know, what really works? You also start to find, you know, where the, where are the people hanging out that you want to reach, you know, and I, I probably have better luck at, you know, I'm a, I'm a Penn Stater. So it's like Penn State networking events. You always have like a higher success rate of, of getting people to talk to you and give you referrals. You know, if there's, there's some common connections. Yes. Um, but at the same time, you meet people that are in all, all far-flung parts of the country, and you're like, oh, yeah, like we can get along. We find plenty. If you live next door, we'd be talking over the fence every day for 20 minutes. Exactly. So. I've, I've, I've had conversations with people helping them develop a group in, in Canada, and I was invited to a group in Hawaii and went to a couple of weeks ago. And yeah. uh, definitely wouldn't have flown out for a, uh, a one-hour event just to uh, go back and forth. But uh, it really gives you these, these, these different options, which is, which is really fantastic. Yeah, you, you miss, I feel like I'm a, I'm a naturally a social person, so I miss a little bit of the, you know, the random side conversations that pop up. You know, you kind of like just hit it off, it's, and I would just walk up to people, oh, so what are you working on? And just let them lead the conversation, and then usually, you know, the idea of, you know, sounds like a lot of documentation, how are you collecting it all? You know, I just kind of drop that in as a, as a plug for boilerplate. Um, but I miss, I miss the little side conversations, but the, the one thing I don't miss is like, that you kind of like awkwardly walk into the room and don't necessarily know anybody. And it's like, all right, where do we start? Or you end up out of a conversation. You're like, okay, I'm, I'm just the, the guy at the bar, but the guy at the party by myself, like, you know, the, the online networking, you, you don't really have that, that awkwardness anymore. Exactly. And I think a, a lot of people have opened up alone. to it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's, it's been a good, it's a good shift. I think it'll keep going to be honest. I think just, the efficiency of everybody's time, it, the idea of you don't have to drive, you don't have to park, you don't have to, and then you get there and it's a dud and it's like, okay, well, I, I closed the Zoom. I, I can hop on another networking event if I want to. Exactly. Or need to. Um, it's, it's, so it's, and it's good that you're using this type of tool and it's, it's working. It's, it's definitely getting your business uh, uh, off and running. Mm-hmm. So what, what would you say is the, what is the best way for people to contact you if they have an interest and have a need for a boilerplate. So you can go to our website. It's boilerplate.co.co. It's kind of the new tech um, domain registration thing. Um, so you can go there. Uh, you can schedule a free consultation. I'll, I'll talk with anybody for you know half an hour, get a little bit of background on what you're doing, you know what your current processes look like. 
and then see, you know, give you some recommendations. And if there's something where, where we're a good fit to help, uh, we can get you set up with a free trial um, of, the, of the software. Um, most people really like it, um, really makes their lives, you know, just a lot easier from an organization end, from a security end, and then a, a client experience end as well. So there, there's nothing more frustrating than email, you know, starting a job and they've, they've asked me to email the same form back three times and they still don't have it. And you're like, do I even want to work here? Or, you know, do I want to engage in business with this person that can't get, you know, can't get this right out of the gate? You know, what else is going to be wrong later as opposed to, wow, that was, that was really smooth and, and easy. We allow you to white label the product. So it looks like it's part of your website with your colors and your, your logo and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, boilerplate.co is the best way to, to reach us. Excellent. Well, I appreciate learning about this and it's, uh, it's really, a, especially being able to, to have seen it right beforehand when we got on, a really amazing tool to streamline everything. And for someone who forgets that one thing, this solves that problem and uh, definitely should go check it out. And so Brian, thank you very much for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was great. And thank you all for listening. I hope you really uh, gained something out of it. If, if nothing else, there's a definite strength in uh, virtual networking, but uh, definitely a way to, uh, to uh, collect your documents and just a sense of how a, uh, a new business uh, is, is operating in 2020. But uh, go out, have a great day today, and uh, we'll see you next time. This has been Small Business Marketing, then and now. Brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. Marketing strategy for the small business owner. To learn more, click findnewrevenue.com.